Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. down to dunk and I'm down to dunk I'm down to dunk this is J-Dub and I'm down to dunk I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander and I'm down to dunk this is Lindy Waters and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk this is Jay Will and I'm down to dunk this is Kenneth Williams and I'm down to dunk this is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk we say this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always on Mondays, is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, oh, what's up? All good. I was on vacation, so I'm rested. Tomorrow I'm going back to work. So There we go. There we go. Uh, Uh-oh. I think we are struggling with our connection. I don't know why, because I swear my internet is not slow. Um, but I can, I can see you moving now, McKelly. Am I am I like a robot to you, or what's going on here on your side? You are blurry to me. Okay, let me see if I can remedy that. Um, in the meantime, we are doing. But maybe it's me. We are doing a mailbag. So we are going to answer as many questions as possible during this mailbag. Uh, let us know in the chat if uh, if our stream is looking okay as we go. <laughs> I've, I've had tons of issues with my computer today. Um, so we're just going to roll through this. If there's big problems, let us know in the chat, and we'll go from there. Okay, uh, first question comes from at Benelephant King. Uh, great, great down to dunker, Ben Elephant King. Uh, let's see. Are there any restrictions on the expiring contracts acquired by OKC? For example, you have to wait a certain number of days, or can they be aggregated with others in a deal? Just wondering if they'll be part of other teams' moves. Oh, and we've got Jay Smith joining the pod. What's up, Jay? Wow. What's up? This I is know. great. This is a it's blessed, too long. a blessed Monday. I haven't done a podcast with Jay in a long time. This is this is great, great stuff here. Um, I uh, yeah, go my ahead. internet's going to be bad. I'm assuming. Just a heads up. Okay, okay. Make so. sure make sure your mic is connected. I'm company, not sure. My mic is connected. Sorry for the interruption. Here we okay. go. Let me see what I got here. Default, default. You want me to turn it up? Yeah, turn turn it up a little bit, Jay. I don't feel like I can hear you too well. Let's turn it up. Does that sound better? Oh, yeah, I like that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, okay, but Elephant King's question. I think Bertons's contract, because it was acquired with cap space, can be aggregated already. The others, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think those I think are the Gay restrictions that are cannot in. be. Yeah, Rudy Gay can't be. Uh, who else? Because I think, I, mean, can. I, think Ru- I think I'm not sure about Oladipo. I, just, I don't think they could do anything with Oladipo or Rudy Gay's contracts anyways. Um, I don't, because mm-hmm. they're going to have to cut some players. Like, that's just is, is going to be a reality. And I think those two are probably the most easily, like, just cut, you know, not necessarily even buy. I mean, maybe they would take a buyout. I don't know. But mm-hmm. but those those guys, neither one of them, will suit up in a Thunder uniform, I would guess. So, but I, Bertans can be combined. However, my expectation is that he'll wear, he will wear a Thunder uniform. So, but we'll see about that. Uh, okay. At the box and one underscore coach spins. Thanks for the question, Coach Spence. After watching Summer League, do you think the Thunder will play Chet more at the four or the five in their ideal closing lineup this season? Uh, Jay, thoughts, feelings? 
Yeah, I get it because of summer league. But if the, in my mind, the goal is to have your best five players on the floor, and if you have him at the four, you're eliminating Giddy, J Dub, Dort, Shea. I mean, maybe Dort would be the one that slides out situationally, but I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think, and this is the only reason I'm really on this podcast today is to let you guys know that my hype level for this team for the next season is incredibly high. Yeah. Uh, like, like 50 games high. Wow. My, that's where I'm. Whoa. Okay. I, I love, I love the way they've constructed this roster. Yeah. And, and, and we were having this exercise, uh, long story, we're road tripping, having conversation with my son and he's trying to figure out more and more about the roster and what's going on and all of that stuff. And I'm like, once you go through about like 10, I mean, you can get up to 10 guys that you would be like, you feel like obviously there's a drop off from Shay to Mitchich or Shay to Trey man. I'm not saying that, but, but there is a healthy collection of, of players on this that are legit NBA players. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, man. And I'm not, I'm not talking to the Depot, Rudy Gay. I'm not talking about any of those guys. Like I'm not worried. I'm talking about the guys that we brought in. We, we've homegrown. We've me and Sam and Mark Dagnalt have worked really hard to cultivate this roster. Uh, no, but it is, there's this part of me that's like going back to what you're talking about is my son's trying to creep into the podcast behind <laughs> me. So, uh, <laughs> but going back to those questions, it's like, there's no way. Why why would you not have those five guys on the floor to close a game? Yeah. Unless it's something situational. Because the drop-off from if Dort is the weakest link of the starting five, which is I think probably not crazy. No, that's a really good crazy. weak link, number one. Not crazy. Yeah. But to to detract him and add Jalen Williams, the J Will. It, it, there's it's a net loss mm-hmm. to me yeah and so just in the goal the goal long term for this team the way that sam is building this roster is so that they can be the ones that force other teams to have to adjust uh and, and i think if you start trying and it's getting out of that mindset that you have to have some sort of traditional big on the floor and, and that's not what coach Spence is doing obviously but it's yeah the way he was played in summer league is not the way that i i foresee him being played in in the regular season and it's not all. Also, it's not the the best look that he had in summer league. I I think that he was so much better when he was playing without any other big man. Um, first of all, I was the Dort hater on the on the pod here, and now everyone is saying that he's a weakling and whatnot. I just 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 want to put oh it out there. Um, wow! Just, don't don't you sense. dare use this opportunity um, to yeah. To uh, and, to bring that back, come on, man. Oh, I will use it. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I I really like the look uh, when when Chad is the lone big, um, yeah. because he can occupy some of the space that he's best at. Like he can pick and pop, he can pick and roll, and there is so much space. Uh, if you ha- if you add Jay Will, the spacing will not be the same. Uh, the big mm-hmm. man will cheat immediately wherever Jay Will is, and he will just wait for Chad. Um, beneath the basket. So if I really think that there is a benefit to play him that way, especially in closing lineup. Can he play 25, 28, 30 minutes in that spot the entire year? I don't know. But if you're talking closing lineups, then absolutely yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Chet should be the lone big in a closing lineup. And the cool thing is that you can mix and match players like We'll talk more about Jang later in this show. I'm sure that people have questions about him, but you may want to throw a look where you just have like big, tall wings and Shea, you know, out there mm-hmm. with Jang. Or you, Mitchich may be just on fire from three in a game where he's made like four or five, and you want to throw him out there to close. Just Isaiah, one game? Isaiah, just one game only. Isaiah Joe may have like a great game where he's playing. I think we forget about Isaiah Joe. Um, he's still going to be somebody that can that can play. Case uh, and Wallace. I mean, there's they're going to have a lot of options just to throw other guys out there, whether it's like Giddy or Dort or J Dub or somebody just doesn't have it. Like there will be games where like some of those guys just don't have it, and they're going to have options off the bench to just plug and play with them. 
and like the best options off the bench. And I like Jay Will a lot, but to me, he's below all the guys that I just listed, or at least he should be as far as like an option for closing. Now, maybe you're playing Cleveland or maybe you're playing a team that's just giant and maybe you do want to close with Chet and Jay Will. That will happen. Like that will happen in some games. But more often than not, I think we're going to see the Thunder trying to force the hand of the other team. And like maybe Kenrich is the the other forward that's thrown in there too, is somebody yeah. else instead of Jay Will that's thrown out there that can kind of handle bigger bodies but can also space and can also do a little bit more on the wing. So they're going to have options, and it's going to be really fun because like you said, Jay, there's a good number of players that you're just like, I, I trust them. I trust them to be out there on the court and I would like to see what it looks like even Wiggins and we haven't even said Wiggins and he's somebody that we really liked last year he's somebody that we wanted yeah. to see more of and you know there's they're, they're gonna have options down the stretch of games and they're gonna be in a lot of games it's gonna be fun we haven't said Poku shout out to Poku um, okay let's keep going because uh, we've got literally 86 questions uh, at Bangelo, a shorter question. How many blocks will Chet average per game this year? Michele first, then Jay. Uh, 2.7. Okay. Jay? Yeah, it was, it was... I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head like what's... like who led the league at how many last year, but I think two, two and a half to three makes sense. It's his most ready-made NBA skill. Yeah. Um, it I, it's just an impressive shot blocker. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I would go higher, just because I don't know how much he will play in the same way that Walker Kessler played. Kessler averaged more than that, I think. Um, but he was just standing there. That was the entire defense. I'm not sure which kind of defense will OKC play, uh, and how much he will play at the five. If you tell me that he he will play in drop coverage for like 28, 30 minutes a night. Just as a center, I would bet higher than that. Uh, I think it's three, three point two blocks per game. One. Wow. I think Chet has this uh, aura about him that says, "Come on, try. I give it a whirl." And I think like every player that can dribble that plays against the Thunder is going to want to see if they can score against Chet, like at the hoop. And I think Chet mm-hmm. is going to block a lot of players. Um, so I, I think because of that, and also he just has this like reputation he's kind of, I think he's going to talk smack on the court as well. And so oh yeah, he's going to get dunked on. Like, there's no question. Like Chet is going to get dunked on this season, but it's because he just doesn't care. And he cares more about defense and blocking shots than he does about anything else. And so he'll get dunked on, but he's also going to have some just spectacular. We saw it in summer league. Like we saw some spectacular blocks from him. And so, so yeah. last year, unless I did the NBA.com statistics incorrectly, is I think Jaron Jackson led the league per game with three. Yeah. Uh, Nick Claxton was actually second with like 2.7 or 2.8. And I think that I think I always have to kind of temper expectations, especially after summer league, because it's like, you know, it's summer league. I don't love the basketball. It's kind of boring. It's kind of chaos. You know, it's fun but it's chaos. Um, but I think that you're, you nailed it on the head in the sense of everybody is going to want to punish Chet. Yeah. And sometimes he's going to get dunked on, but the greatest shot blockers of all times all got blocked on mm-hmm. it does, it, or dunked on. It doesn't matter. It's what you're going to do. The only way to avoid that is to not try to contest shots. And that's not what Chet's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's out of the question th- three, I mean, he, which puts him in the top five of the league if he's two and a half to three. I think he's that good. I, I, I just think he's going too. to genuinely be that good as a shot blocker. His timing is, I mean, it's it's natural and it's real. And I think that he's going to be really good from day one. Yeah, I can't wait to watch him with the rest of the roster. I know, we yeah. haven't even seen him play with like the best guys yet. <laughs> you know? Nope. Uh, it's cool. Uh, at John Hollinger says, who is their coach? Um, which is just, just go to the athletic NBA show YouTube page and watch me ask people in Vegas if they know who Mark Degnault is probably for the last time, but go check it out. So can I take two, yeah. 30, 40 seconds? Yep. So number one is so many pushups. 
oh, in yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, a lot of push-ups. <laughs> in a suit. I'm pretty way, strong. I got pretty strong, and I had to do my back. Yeah, my back was just pure moisture after that. <laughs> Uh, number two man i started i started the uh the athletics lebron james podcast this oh, morning yeah. man and i don't know are you the executive producer of that podcast i'm not no no, no. i'm just like the executive producer of the nba show proper but, but you're also the voice of that podcast yeah i got i got beginning. i got roped into uh this narrative podcast kind of at what felt like the last minute and they were like hey would you would you like do the intros and outros and stuff for us for the this podcast, so like, if you really want me to, I will. <laughs> and everybody else say no. Like, what's going on? Um, it just felt big time, man. Anyway, it was really cool. Yeah, that but, was uh, fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Mark Dagnalt is the coach. Mark Dagnalt's the coach. Great guy. Wish I knew him better. All right, at four hundred five fan. Rank in order the best three point percentage of these. Giddy, J. Will. Poku, Usman Jang. So Giddy, J. Will, Poku, and Usman Jang. Best three-point percentage. Why? Sportsman405 likes to put us through um, (laughs) just very taxing exercises. Um, I'll go. Giddy. Okay. Uh, Jang. Okay. J. Will, Poku. Uh, I like that. That feels good. We'll do that. At New York, Oklahoman. Feels like there's a big uh, beneficial to the team contract players move coming from Presti. Like a big move coming from Presti. I mean, the air just feels thick with trade wins. Let's dream. I'm really bad at this. Uh, what would be the best move for this team? What position? Clint Capella. Sorry. <laughs> Clint Capella in two seconds, right? What player and what players and picks would get shipped out? I just, I disagree with this. And I know that a lot of fans are seeing like the, you know, who's interested in Pascal Siakam? It's the the Thunder might be interested in Pascal Siakam. You can just take that rumor, wad it up, and just like chunk it in the trash. Chunk it in the trash. Not, I would not fall for that. Don't fall for that. Please don't. Think about it. The Thunder are going to give up assets, which Toronto is, has Toronto Loki has been awful the last few years. But Toronto's going to want something for him. He's on an expiring contract. Do you want to trade for a guy on an expiring contract that is going to ask for probably a max or near max extension after this deal is done? No. Like the answer is no. And he doesn't fit the timeline. He also plays the position that like one of the most important players on the team plays in J Dub. Like, no, 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 no. And also, like, what position, if they were to make a trade, what position would you feel comfortable like bringing somebody that's going to soak up 30 minutes plus to take? Like, what position? Can you guys tell me? Probably the same that Pascal plays. But that's they want like J Dub's going to start at the four, so then what? Yeah, but you can, you can yeah, but if you take like I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, just move everybody up one. Yeah, exactly. Dort hater. Like, n- yes, it, to this extent, <laughs> yes. Um, Dort I'm not hater. saying it, Dort I, hater. that uh, uh, we should trade for Siakam because I don't like the fit particularly. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Having a guy that can play the wing uh, with size, like a, an actualized version of Jeng. Um, Who would that be, though? I don't know. Today, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, two seasons ago, I would have said Middleton, probably. Like a wing that, that has size, maybe not like huge size, but can play 3-4 um, in some lineups. Yeah. Gives you shooting, gives you defense now he's not that player anymore um an actualized version of paul george a healthy version of paul george that would be insanely fun um and i get that but if you just just like come into like thunder logic with me you just expended no 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 no. there's no logic in this question andrew there is absolutely no. i just want to just say it for people that think that the thunder are going to make a trade they just traded a calendar year ago three Count them three first round picks 
for the guy who is six foot eleven and plays on the wing and does the things that you said. Traded three first round picks for him, and he played really well in summer yeah. league. And they want to see if that guy can play. And he's on like, and he, you can talk about this team and the rotations and not even get to him for yeah. 20 minutes of your conversation <laughs> if you yeah. wanted to. So, yeah, unless he does, unless he does those step back threes in like training camp. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, if you start, if you, if you should, he's the guy that if you show up on media day and you're like, you know, anybody sticking out and everybody's like, man, Oos is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, is this, is this the missing piece? I think, I think the amount of assets we have as a, as a franchise, so many picks, too many picks. I think we're going to be just incredibly let down by what actually happens with those. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see there will be roster flaws as this team progresses. Like yeah. we're going to see it where all of a sudden it's yeah, back in the day. With KD. Yeah. The KD teams. And you know, we're like, ah, oh, crap, we have to get Randy Foy and mm-hmm. Derek Fisher Derek and Karan Butler. Yeah. 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 Uh, as of right now, th- there's no reason for them to try to do anything with that right now. Uh, it would make no, like I even yeah. saw it. It feels like it's a fake Twitter profile, but which I finally, I think maybe I'm done with Twitter uh, over on threads now. We'll see. But like it makes Dame would be fun in the sense of like, yeah, the team is immediately a contender, you know, for the top four in the West, probably Mm -hmm. Um, at least a year and a half. Yeah. 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 And then you're going to be paying like $60 million when he's 40 basically. But, it doesn't make any sense. I think that and Grape Ape said it in the in the comments, which, you know, no offense, Grape Ape, not always somebody I agree with, but uh you nailed it. Is just let these guys play. Yeah. They have a they have a roster full of guys that we were just talking about that are NBA players. So I just think take all your trade talk, have fun with it. It's you know, imagine, get on the ESPN trade machine, but just realize like more than likely this is going to be the team that is who they are mm-hmm. for probably the next eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the things will change. And and maybe like, I don't know, maybe Giannis is like, I'm I'm done in Milwaukee. Like things dry up. Drew Holiday gets really bad. And the Thunder are getting really good. And it's like, hey. It, it we, is trending. It It is trending that way for the Bucks, by the way. I'm just saying like two two years and the Thunder are like second in the West. And the Bucks are like, yeah, we would do – J-Dub and five first for Giannis and the Thunder are like easy. No. <laughs> Saying no? You're nuts. All right, next one. <laughs> At really chew. I was kidding, but maybe. I don't know. What's the what's the seating for J-Dub in two years? I don't know. Is it Giannis? Who's going <laughs> to... <laughs> okay, let's not let's not even go down that rabbit hole. At really chew. What who's the hater now? What I'm not the hater. What is an NBA championship worth? Financially speaking, with the new tax aprons, is it worth spending up to chase a championship for an organization? I mean, yeah, the, the answer is absolutely yes. And if you do want to win a championship, you have to spend. Like that's just that's just yeah. it. Those are just like the cold hard facts of the league. Like you can't win unless you're spending a ton of money, and the Thunder know that, and the Thunder have been saving money and banking money every single year that they're not in the tax. Every year they're not in the tax, they're getting these big fat checks written to them. They are making money hand over fist. Like the years that you are losing, the years that you, because the most expensive thing on the team is the roster, and they haven't spent on the roster. They've spent the, the least amount possible every year for the last three years and they've been saving money so that they can go compete so i wouldn't stress about that um yeah and the money will start going out quick yeah in three years this thing can be very expensive they're going to get very yes they're going to get expensive this is and we talked about it before but i absolutely think this is one of those spaces where we'll see what Sam has learned from the first iteration to the second. Mm-hmm. But on top of that is, is if, if the most recent past is any indication of the future is 
that yes, it's going to be more expensive to have this team, but at the same time as the salary cap is, I mean, it's it, the NBA's valuation is just, I don't know when the end happens. Yeah. Shay is already on like, like a value contract, like already. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in five yeah. years, if you're going to give Giddy and J Dub and all these guys, like, I just think you pay them and then you just sort it out when, when you have to. That's surely what we're going to do this, this time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, at James Engel 29, can you explain the difference between J Will and JRE's rookie seasons and why you're higher on J Will? going into season two than you were on JRE last year. For me, it's the juice. Like, Jerry was okay in a lot of things that he was doing on the court. He was okay on defense, not very good, but okay. He was okay in three-point shooting, okay in rebounding. J-Will can do stuff uh, with the ball that Jerry can't. Mm -hmm. He had like eight assists in a game. That is something that Jerry could not um have done in, in his rookie season and in a and, meaningful game and a game that like really yeah. mattered like he he, he helped elite he helped win them that game 10 8 and 8 in that playing game that they won against the pelicans yeah. he was very good yeah and he is elite at protecting the paint with his like with his positioning and mm-hmm. with the charges so these are two things that allow him to be a functional nba player um in the future I'm not saying that he is going to be a starter. I don't think that. But I think that he's a valuable guy off the bench mm-hmm. that can give you something that he's unique on the court. Whereas Jerry is a complimentary guy. That mm-hmm. is how I see it. Well, not, it, it, not to, and this is probably too simple, but in Jerry's second year, Jay Will's first year was better than his second year, mm-hmm. right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, yeah. like last year, Jeremiah struggled with the ankle, you know, that, you know, yeah, fair. And he was not the same at all after that. But, yeah. and then they've mentioned in the comments as well as Jay Will's also a really gasser as a big man. And I mean, 10, yeah. eight, and eight is proof of that, obviously, but that's another one of the things as well. And, uh, and I like JRE, but I think if you look at somebody who's going to be the odd man out for a team that has, you know, 20 players on their roster, you know, I mean, he's he's on the he's on the edge of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was man very very easy process linkedin isn't just a job board linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place on linkedin 86 percent of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, at, let's see, at Watkins B1531. Uh, what will happen first? Thunder win a playoff series or the Rockets make the play-in? Hmm. I mean, I just went all in for this team for this year, so I'm going to go ahead and say the Thunder win a playoff series. <laughs> well, technically, it can happen that Houston gets to the plane while the Thunder are waiting to go into their playoff competition. So it could happen in the same year. Yeah, and the Rockets can have an edge because they, they can get to the plane as the 10th seed. 
mm-hmm. that can happen. And okay, mm-hmm. see maybe the sixth seed or the fifth seed or the fourth seed. Who mm-hmm. knows? And they are still waiting. So yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine if the Rockets get through the play-in just to play Oklahoma City? That'd be awesome. And just destroy them. <laughs> it would be awful and awesome because if they underperform like they have before against yeah. the Rockets, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Rockets going into this year. That Obviously, is- it feels like they're going to be a better team, but uh, to right. what extent? I, yeah, I they, tell they, you. they're not going to be. I mean, they're going to be better. For, I mean, they have to be because they just spent $60 million on players. But mm-hmm. like, they're not making the play in this year, you know. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not sure what is the bar for the plane next year. I don't think that the Rockets will, will get to 40. If that is the bar, then. Yeah, if that's it's the bar, likely. there's just, they're just, I mean, that is, it's asking too much of that group. Yeah. Because of the Thunder, you could already see it with the Thunder in the prior year where there were, I mean, they, they needed like Giddy and, and Shea not to play in order to get to the level that they were at where they're in like the bottom five record. Because if like Giddy yeah. and Shea played the rest of the season, we were just like, we, we can't, we're too good. We're too good to tank, you know? Yeah. TGTT, too good. You So with the Rockets though, you never felt that way at all. You had Eric Gordon coming out in the season and somebody was asking him, what improvements have you seen on this roster? Eric Gordon saying, I've seen none. Like, that's what was <laughs> happening to that team last year. And suddenly, because yeah, they've they had a good summer coach. league, because they've had a good summer league, that we think that they're going to be a 40-win team? Because they signed Dylan Brooks. We think they're going to be a 40-win team. Van Vliet? Van Vliet played on a sub-40-win team last year. Last year. With, yeah, he's good. With probably better all-around roster. Yes. In Toronto. He played with OG Ananobi last year. Don't you think that Jabari will average 30, shooting like 50, 40, 90? <sighs> Ask T underscore Neil. <laughs> what are the biggest bench rotation position battles who you would like for each? And who would you, and who do you like for each? So he presents uh, Isaiah Joe versus Trey Mann. You guys have thoughts? Versus Jason, right? Huh? And Kaysen Wallace is in that one too, right? Uh, he could be. You could put him in there too. Yeah. He's like one one on one bench battles. Like who's going to win the rotation oh, yeah. minutes? Like let's say Both it's like the, Jang is my favorite. Like I would actually pay money to watch that battle. Yeah, Jang and Poku. Yep. He has there. What other yeah. battles? Like let's say it's like. Kaysen and Micic, I think, would be would be one for like a ro- like rotation minutes down the stretch of the season. You know, I um, mean, Micic and Dort. <clears throat> Sorry, bench battles. You jerk. I had to say it. Um, no, I think. Yeah, it's it's the battle who goes to the bench and who goes to the bench. You think Micic can really? Starts. Do you think Micic can really? Um, do you think he should start? Like, what's your? Or are you just like trying to poke the bear here? I don't think he should start. I think that he will really fight for a starting spot. Okay. He, like, again, he is not Milos Teodosic. Yeah. Defensively. And if Milos was any good defensively, he would have probably been like a starter on a normal team. Mm -hmm. But Milos was just, okay, don't care. I'm here in vacation. I will play for like, Five millions and be happy and smoke a lot. That was yeah. Milos. Yeah, yeah. For the Clippers. <laughs> um, That's hey. Sounds like a good time, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Like, if you can, why not? Like <laughs> in LA. Like, I, I think that what yeah, we would like, see. I, so Mark loves Dort. Mark loves Dort. He's a Dort man. Uh, Big Dort. So man. what I could see instead of that is is Dort stays in that starting position, but I could see. Mitchich closing games. Yeah. I mean, I think that will happen. Yes. See, we're doing the thing again where, like, we just underrate Dort, and then we want, like, we just, the last stuff we saw was, like, 
he was clearly like one of the yeah, most three valuable players on the team. To close I the love year. Dort. Like he's great. Like I, I we do this it, every offseason where we just decide like do we just punt Dort to the garbage can? We close the lid and we're like, you know what? That no, dude no, stinks. No, 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 no. And our no, imaginations, no, no. our imaginations, like these offensive guys, way better. I know. I'm just saying, like we just we do it every year. It's just a it's an annual thunder to Mr. Offensive rating or net rating. Dude, we can talk about it, but I can also just tell you what I saw from him in the last 12 games that we watched the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm including summer. Seriously now. <laughs> I I really think that having shooting alongside Shea is something that works and works to a very high level. Um there's no doubt. I also think that when Dort has it with his defensive acumen, he is better than just an offensive player. Yeah. But to me, there is no denial that units that were like full spacing were insanely effective throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And if I can start with a very effective unit, I will do that. Do I need Dort in certain matchups? Yes. Do mm -hmm. I need Dort for 28, 29 minutes a night? Yes. But I, I still question, is he the best fit alongside Shea? And until he proves me that he's able to pick it up offensively and just be a functional offensive player that doesn't take off too much from the offensive side, I will always search for improvements. Like, um, like for Giddy. I mean, Giddy was insane in his second season, but there will be problems if his shooting is just that mm -hmm. for his entire career, mm -hmm. there will need to be adjustments. And now you have to pick between Dort and Giddy to me. You can't allow teams to cheat on two players. Last year was three. Like if you can cheat on two, you will not win playoff games, in my opinion. Um, and so this is why I think that maybe it's not Mitchich. Um, I'm sure that it's not Isaiah Joe. Um, but Mitchich was like, again, a very, very, very successful uh, Euroleague player. And I just want to see it. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll, we'll just feel in vacation like Milos, just playing casual basketball. And if that is the case, great. You can do it for 15 minutes. But if he's after it, I would not bet that that battle doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I think that it will exist. Yeah. Uh, at Shea underscore step scenario. League expansion occurs before the 2026 draft. Who are your eight protected players? Side note, would you not protect Dort in hopes the expansion team wouldn't take on his contract? Um, one, like Dort's contract by 2026 is going to look like nothing. So nothing. that's yeah, not yeah. going to be an issue. And they need to get to the salary floor anyways. They may not, there may be a rule where the expansion team doesn't have to the first year, but eventually they're going to have to. And so, like, Dort's contract yeah. is like zero concerns. You know, that's not going to be a concern. Um, okay, eight players to protect in an expansion draft scenario. Are we projecting or are we based this on today's value? Um, whatever you want to do, bro. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Today, I think I want to do today. Okay, let's do today. Uh, Shay, Giddy. The 2024 draft pick from the Houston Rockets. The fifth that, pick that in is, the draft. That is what I don't want to do. <laughs> Otherwise, I need to project. Fifth pick in the draft next year. No, let's, yeah. let's go with the guys that are on the team. And then we can even, like, we can bring it into the discussion at the end where we're going, like, seven, eight. Shay, Giddy, J-Dub, Chet. Like, non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. Where does your where's your head go next? I mean, Kaysen, I know is we haven't seen a whole lot of him, and he's been hit or miss. But he's the second highest draft pick in, I guess, third highest draft pick in this entire run so far. It's like yeah. I don't know. Like I would, I might put him in there just because I think. Yeah, that I think you have to. He could be pretty valuable. Yeah. So that's five. So we only have. In three. that same logic, you probably have to protect uh, Usman. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can say Us. So you have two spots left to protect. I would protect Dort. There you go. Are you saying that just just it's just, just to like <laughs> help yourself? Like what's going on? It's about to say just no, because the uh, amount of comments we're gonna get after this podcast comes out. Yes, of course. Um 
I do think that Dort yeah. will be at the end of the contract, no matter how it goes, it will be great or yeah. very, 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 very good, uh, depending on how the shooting goes. But in yeah. 2026, as we've mentioned, he will be a very good NBA player on a very reasonable contract. Mm -hmm. And we don't have many other upside guys. I would not protect Poku. I would not protect Micic. He's on a three-year deal. Mm -hmm. um, Isaiah Joe, I mean, yeah, of course, you can protect him, but it's it's a shooter. They will pick him up, most likely. But easy, I would rather have like my team just search for another shooter compared to having to find another yeah. version of Dort. To, to me, it comes down to Jay Will or Ken Rich for that last spot. Yeah. And yeah. also, by that time, you also do have to seriously think about who you select in the lottery with the Houston Rockets lottery pick in next year's draft. And that spot would likely just go to that that player. And so, like, that's eight. Yeah. Yeah. If we have other draft picks included, then we'll have probably to recycle everything below Kaysen. Yeah. And just think about it. Because we will have another year of Usman Jang. If the year goes as Trey Man, I will just punt yeah. um, and use that spot for... Uh, for 2024. Yeah. If not, if he's interesting, then you keep it going. Yeah. But yeah, to me, between Kenrich and, and Ludort, it's a hard choice. Yeah. And that is just your feel about what is happening in the league. Is yeah. Kenny going to be picked or not? Like, yeah. I mean, like, we haven't the, even uh, mentioned Wiggins. We haven't even mentioned. Trey Mann at all, which is fine. No. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just the reality. Like if if and when that happens, there are going to be good players taken from the Thunder and put on the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's going to happen. Yeah, with I, I read in the chat Wiggins disrespect by Gobby. I don't think that we are disrespecting Wiggins. I How, just like, okay, if, if you're going to say that, this is like the same thing as like, well, so-and-so was snubbed from this or that or whatever. Then tell me who should be off. No, no, no. I, I no, I'm not talking like, about you. I'm, I'm talking about Gobby. I'm talking about know, whoever's in the chat. Yeah. I, I wanted to discuss a broader point. Like, Wiggins was fine. Good in spots. But I think that if Kenny was av available... I don't think that Wiggins gets into the playoff rotations at all, playing rotation at all. Yeah, that's, so we, that's we, fair. We need, to, we need to take it with a grain of salt. Like, he is a good player that can play good minutes, um, but there are many of these players. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just... I decided that Wiggins is not worth of a NBA rotation on the Thunder next year, um, but it, this is how I feel. And... I think that he can do good things on the court, but I think that if you have Kenny, he gives you better things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. He also just brings a different element of leadership to the team that is needed mm -hmm. and that they really respect. Uh, let's see. At Garrett Hall 42, with Chet coming back and looking good in Vegas, what does the rotation look like? Concerning Jay Will, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, etc., could one of them be packaged in a trade deal? I would not be surprised to see a deal that looks similar to last year's deal with the Rockets, or maybe they try to trade some one-off players for additional second rounders, and Jeremiah's like on the chopping block for that. I don't think Jay Will is. I think Jay Will is pretty safe. But I do think Jeremiah is on the edge. I think Poku is going to get another shot, but he's also on the edge uh, there as well. So, yeah, Chet's going to eat up most of those minutes, and they're also going to want to play small. And Jay will allows them to play a little bit bigger, but I think, I, I think if you're the Thunder, you would want to see how you can play as a small ball team where everybody can shoot pass and dribble and kind of move through that first before you try to add any kind of big to your team. Yep. And I can't remember if it was on, if it was you guys talking about this, but JRE's natural position is the four anyway. He wasn't yeah. great at the five. Yeah. 
So giving him that run at the four would make more sense. You know, if he's if he if he works his way into the rotation, I could see it being that more than I would him coming in as your back yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh let's see. Andreas Rav seven seven four seven four. Is it possible to learn to trust again? With the KD decision seven years ago, are we sure SGA, J-Dub, Giddy, and Chet are as awesome as they seem to be and aren't just going to hurt us like KD did? Is it insane to think they might take less money, $30 million a year to stay? Um, I would say just... 30 is it's, it's insane. 30 yes. is insane for probably all of those guys. Also, this is the NBA. Like, don't be surprised by anything. Like, don't let yourself think that these guys are going to just be so loyal to the city or to the Doritos logo that they're never, ever going to leave. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they are. I don't know. That'd be great if they were. But this is the NBA. Like, this is a basketball league that serves a purpose for them to make a ton of money, to get them fame and fortune. And if the Thunder aren't helping them win a title, or if they're in a position like Kevin, where winning a title is really hard, and you can take the easier path to it, maybe one of those guys is like that too. And they're like, oh, hey, I see the opportunity to get an easy title and to get this monkey off my back. But actually, I don't see understand the move I'm making because maybe I'm not as self-aware as I would have hoped I would have been I won't go too much more into the psychology of Kevin Durant. But we don't know these guys and what they think or what they want or what they desire, and we can't pretend that we do. So can you learn to trust again? What what you didn't need to learn was to trust. What you needed to learn was that this is the NBA and that it changes fast. Yeah, this is just professional and, life. And these are individuals. Like, imagine. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that in your life, at a certain point, someone pick where you work. Mm -hmm. And they pay you a lot. You're very happy. You get into a very, very professional place. And like in the future, you have the possibility to just pick wherever you want to play. Maybe your hometown. Maybe close to your hometown. Maybe where your wife wants to go. And they will pay you a gazillion amount of money to do so. Like how many of us, like normal worker, just say, hey, is this a real question? Are we are we talking for real? Or are we just like, of course you will pick something that you like if the money are the same. There are like many other layers because this is professional sport, but like we can't just forget about the normal human element about, hey, you are getting to work every single day. Yeah. And that team picked you and you didn't pick it, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Chad said it, that OKC was the the place, but between Orlando and, and Houston, who knows? Maybe someday Minnesota will be good again. <laughs> uh, and maybe he will want to get there. Uh, who knows? <laughs> like, like Toronto can be the next destination for SGA. We, we don't know that, and we need to respect that. Now, there are ways to go, and of course, the like it's but still like we need to we need to be a little bit mindful about that as well like those are humans and they they can make like work life choices that they are entitled to mm -hmm. and, and the other thing that's important to remember is the kevin durant situation is kind of a one-on-one right like is your franchise player going to leave in five years to join the team that just beat them that also just had the greatest regular season of all time in order to form a team that was unbeatable okay well that's what hurt I, it, it would have yeah. sucked if he left regardless like not to yeah. go back to 2016 it would have yeah, sucked yeah. regardless yeah but Going to the Warriors was the reason that the pain was even more immense mm -hmm. for Thunder yeah. fans. And so it's like, don't you can trust? Hey, man, maybe J Dub down the line realizes I'm good enough. I can go and be the guy for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. 
for the Houston Rockets. And maybe he realized, maybe that's what draws him. And that's where you could see some of those picks come in where it's like, if J-Dub asks for a trade or they have a conversation and he acknowledges that to Presti, then you can go and get somebody to fill that role with the assets that you also have. Mm -hmm. Now we're totally just guessing on what this could be, but that's what makes more sense for why one of these guys would leave, you know, Mm -hmm. down the line is, you know, we're not successful, whatever that might happen, but, but you can't just the Kevin Durant thing is like a one of one. He's, he's a unique guy. And we're realizing more and more of that as we've kind of seen him grow up. Uh, But that situation on its own was just, there's no apples to apples with that. Yeah. 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 And not to mention the salary cap issues that made it possible at all anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, At JPOSU, if you were Presty and could get Poku to agree to a four-year, $35 million extension, would you do it? What? That seems a little bit rich to me. Four years for 30? How how much? At NBA Draft Future, however unlikely the Pascal to OKC rumors are, what is a trade package that you would consider? What seed would you predict this team to finish at? Um, I mean, I kind of addressed this already, so but we can we can dive into it. I mean, it would it would have to be. I think if you're Toronto, you probably want at least like a good young player to come back and maybe a pick. Yeah, yeah, and that is that is the and like what I want. What player would you be willing to give them in such a deal? I think is a question. Maybe Usman Jang, since they were into him. So Jang. Bertans, a first filler, filler of whatever kind you need. They have a lot of it. Yeah, that would be, and would they they would be really good, definitely. But also, they would put themselves in a weird position, like financially. Well, if they that would, is the package, it's it's not really a weird position. You can just see it as a rental. Like I know that they they pay three picks for Jang, but they also trade in order to secure J Dub and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not the end of the world. And if it works and you win like a lot, you say, "Oh, let's see." Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's it's not something that Presti would do. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. But if if it comes to one pick plus Jang, I would I would just. That, that would be not a good return mm-hmm. uh, for for the Raptors. Yeah. At the Exum Index, do you think the Jazz will be competitive enough for their first-round pick to convey this year? Does that mean convey to the Thunder, I guess? Is, is that what he nine? means? Yeah. Top 10? Top 10 protected. Yeah. So they, they need to be the same as... Last year, with a little bit less of luck. I, yeah, I think the challenge, and this is the same thing for the Thunder, and why it's probably ridiculous for me to think that they're going to win this much, is the West is from top to bottom. The only team that we know for sure is not really intending to compete is Portland. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you could see Utah maybe slip a little bit, but I mean, they're going to get uh, whatever his name is back, who didn't even play that they got in the Cavs trade. His name is. That didn't even play? Sexton? Yeah, Colin Sexton. Oh. Yeah, he barely played for the Jazz last year. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I could see yeah. them taking, taking at least being where they were. I know that the, the West is competitive. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know that the Suns will be better. Kings will be probably better. Maybe. Lakers? Maybe better. They'll be better just because they'll have a team that makes sense for an entire year. Yeah, but they are older. I, I know they're older. This they, they were, dude, they were such a mess before they made those. Trades. I know, I know, I know. I, I said maybe already. I said maybe. Maybe it's uh, it was a. They're going to be maybe. better than they were last year. I mean, they were a play-in team last year. I'm not saying that they're for sure not going to be a play-in team again. I just think they're going to be a solid, like, defensive team. To start the year, they won't be. I don't know. The, I predict them to be as good as they were, you know, post trade deadline, which is like the best defensive team in the NBA. But could yeah. they be like a top twelve defensive team all year? And if they are that, then they're going to be a lot better than they were. Yeah. Yeah. 
teams. I don't know how Clippers. Like if the West will be dramatically different. Yeah, Clippers are going to be good. The Warriors. The Warriors are going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but how? Why are we projecting that they will be so much better? I don't. Yeah, I see your point. I know. I I just see like like the Lakers made a good off season. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Kings are betting on every player improving from last year. Basically, mm-hmm. the Nuggets will be probably slightly worse than last season, but still very good. And so I don't know. I I just saw the West being very competitive last year, and this year will probably be close to the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, at Amy Schlecht, that's a my wife. Um, my wife. She said, "What's been your favorite Thunder season to cover so far?" I mean, last year was really fun. It was probably the closest that I've been to the team overall. And it was a, just a really fun season. So yeah, yeah, I think last year, and this year will probably this year will probably exceed last year. But yeah, as far as the podcast expectations is the game. Like yeah, it could have been the mellow. Like obviously, if you were this connected during the mellow year, it probably would have been. But that was like excruciating. It was a miserable yeah. year. I've talked to people within the Thunder that. You know, say that that was just a really tough year for everybody. So, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough one. It should have been that year, <laughs> based on like the hype that happened yeah. that summer. Um, but they just did not live up to the hype and did not play up to their potential. Yeah, but yeah, last year was really fun. You know, like the but the bubble year was so weird. That was just a very unusual year to cover basketball, where you. Like, I went to the arena, nobody's there. Like, they would give us this little box lunch, like, at the entrance to the Paycom. And we walk in, and we had to sit in these, like, cubicles. Like, we're separated by just, like, plexiglass in between yeah. all of us. And, like, Do you know we'll, that we, are, we still have those at work? Oh, really? It's so weird. That is yes. really weird. Yeah, we would lean to talk to each other. Yeah. We had to wear masks and have those up. And they actually like asked us to double mask Same. up and to talk to each other. We just like lean back in our chairs and like look over and like talk Scream. to each other that way. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is so weird. Like what a weird. Well, that wasn't even the bubble year. That's the year after the bubble year. Well, that's the year after the bubble. But I guess that to me, that's yeah. like the bubble year where like there were like yeah. just still just no fans. And then. Which is also Poku's rookie year. Yes. It was just uh, it was an interesting time. There was a lot of interesting Thunder players that came through the, t- the team. That year <laughs> yes, that we will not. What dis- a perfect year to be awful, though. Oh, Brown. oh, it was the best year to be awful. Best year to be awful. Uh, let's see. At Kiwi Greg five 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 five. If the Heat need the pick they owe to OKC to be amended to a twenty twenty six unprotected, what could Oklahoma City get in return? I mean, there's a chance they might just say, cool. Or maybe they take an additional second. Like, I just don't know that it's like, Thunder going to hold this up and be like, hey, we need Bam Adebayo if like you want to do this. you know? No, I mean, it, it, it would probably be like a future second, if anything, that they would get. But it's up. going the other way. Because you have to touch with something. I don't think that, like, it will be something where OKC says yes, and, and that's it. Yeah. I think. And it, you have to touch with something. And yeah. Yeah. It could be cash or it could be whatever. I could, I don't know if they have the rights to some player that will never ever play in the NBA, but it could be that. Uh, let's see. At Matthew. C six or seven six seven three. Is this the end of Poku? It seems like he's made improvements every year, but still doesn't seem to be an NBA player. At this point, I'd rather develop guys like Us, Tai Tai, Garuba, and Man. Doesn't seem like these minutes are there for him. Uh, I mean, we don't really know about Tai Tai and Garuba and like what the future is for them, anyways, or even Trey Man for that matter. I think Us is like firmly like in a different category than the other guys that are listed. Um, 
they're going to give Ty Ty and Garuba and Trey Mann a chance. Trey played better in summer league. That's great. Uh, he should have. He's a third year player. Um, Ty Ty and Garuba. I don't really have a good feel for what's happening there with those two. So uh, I do think that Poku would have the nod over those guys as well. Um, so we'll see though. We'll see. They're going to get to training camp. I get, I mean, Poku's working out. Um, Poku from every indication that I've gotten feels really good. He's got his weight up. He is, you know, working hard. <clears throat> He's waiting to get the okay to play on the Serbian national team. So like there's, there's good things cooking for Poku. So like I wouldn't just give up on him. He's gonna get a chance. Like I wouldn't just assume he's, that like Ty Ty Washington's gonna get the nod over him. Like I I would I would assume it'd be the other way around. Are they are they competing in the same is it the same World Cup that everybody else is playing in? Like Yeah, I don't know what the groups are. I just don't know enough about it to be able to speak on it intelligently. Is Mitchich playing? Isn't he on isn't he a Serbian? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing. Yeah, that'd I, be kind of fun to watch. Place. Yeah, that would be cool. I watch those Mitchich Poku pick and rolls, man. Uh, that's how they're gonna win the the world. <laughs> they're gonna beat the whole world that way. Um, how the world was conquered. Yep. Uh, Mitchich questionable to play in the upcoming World Cup. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wondered. I mean, he's over here, and he's, you know, he was in Vegas. I saw him in person. It's weird. It was weird after all this time, like actually seeing this man. <laughs> it's like you're real. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. At Jim Milton, does anyone care about summer league championship and MVP other than the players who are making their case? Um, I mean, no. I don't think anybody really. The Rockets. Cares. Rockets. The Rockets will act like they did something, but. Let's just be honest. Like, nobody really cares, you know. Like, is anybody tuning in for that? I don't think so. No, the basketball. Even watching some of the Thunder game yesterday, where it's like, even yeah. in the side arena, it's like a quarter of the way full. Oh yeah. And you still had Kaysen was playing. I think Jing was playing still. Yeah, yeah, yeah they both yeah. played. Yeah. Uh, at Remote Worker Twelve, if Kaysen isn't ready to play right now, do you think the team will send him to the G League or feel obligated to play him because of his draft position? I mean, Jang played in the G League. He was picked 11th. Yeah, like he's not. Kaysen isn't above that because he was picked 10th. So I would, ex- I would, in fact, I would expect Kaysen to play in the yeah. G League, at least, especially some. if he's only getting only getting a few minutes a night in the normal rotation. Like they play a lot of those guys just to get more time developing. That's yeah. why they use the G League. Yeah, and, and so it make it makes even more sense. Yeah, sending that. There. Yeah, not a four-year runway this yeah. year compared to last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think you can expect it. Um, let's see. At Thunder Rebuild, over under ten and a half minutes per game for Keontae Johnson this season. That's a name we haven't said on this podcast. Under, under. Anybody? Well, it depends how many games. Like two games, he can play ten minutes in those two games. Uh. Five games, I don't know. Let's say he plays 30 games. Oh, no, definitely under. Yeah, but no. let's, uh, okay. he is he is going to, and I said this, The I watched him play for about five minutes, and I said, well, this is going to mm-hmm. be the guy that I am like way too hyped about watching play. Like he's got that Burton-esque kind of excitement around he's him. He's fun. Me. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's also like three years older than Josh Giddy. It's like, let's not like... <laughs> Is that more about yeah, Josh Basketball wise, it's just one and a half, maybe. Yeah. No, I, I think he's good. I think he can play. He's just on a team where it's going to be really, like, it's going to be tough. He's going to get his chance because the Thunder give everybody a chance. And, like, mm-hmm. that's just the reality of this organization. It's like he will get a shot. If he plays well in his minutes, then there's he's going to have a shot. But it's going to be so competitive and so difficult for him to make the roster. And we're talking about cutting down this roster now. It would have to basically be that he plays so well that he, like, bumps Aaron Wiggins. You know? I don't know. Nobody in the chat wants to hear that. You know? But he's going to have to bump a good player from, from the roster for, it, for him 
to work and he's going to have to be like legitimately like a very, very good NBA player for it to work out for him. You know, I know that the Thunder have done a really good job of like handing out these uh, deals to two-way players, but eventually you just run out of spots <laughs> to do that with. And it's going to be tough. I mean, look at Lindy. Like Lindy's doesn't have a job right now, you know, and he got that deal done. And because they were bringing in another player from the draft, like he's bumped out. They're bringing possibly three guys in in this next in this next draft. And so it's just really hard for me to get there with Keontae unless he just becomes like a legit NBA player that you just can't ignore. So, uh, okay, I think we're going to stop there. I have a ton more questions to answer. I may hop on here maybe in the morning or something and try to knock another pod out for you guys, answering as many of these as possible. Um, but I think we had like 86 questions. So it's... Uh, it's tough to get through 86 questions in one hour, especially when we're trying to give you detailed <laughs> answers. So I'll try to hop on here and give you guys uh, more of that for later this week. Um, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.